Brandon, I know that it's no longer spooky month, but I have a feeling that just because it's not spooky month anymore doesn't mean we're done with spooky season. That's right. There's all kinds of spooky. And you know what? The thing about it is, is the fact, the matter of all the things that's setting forth in front of us is that all year long is actually pretty spooky. If you really think about it. Like it's about what you feel in your heart. You know, it's true. Listen it's to your true. heart. Listen to your heart. And does your heart say, is it spooky? Well, we got a bit of spooky to give you. Well, OK, so here's the deal. It's it's no longer Halloween. It's not even the days leading up to Halloween. It's after Halloween. But Brandon, we're recording this. Yeah. And you may be thinking on to Halloween your, night. <laughs> yeah. And you may be thinking to yourself, wow, that last Halloween episode, uh, your boys here at the bargain den didn't really say anything about it being the final Halloween episode. Shut up, milkshakes. <laughs> We're doing a podcast. We didn't say anything about it. And you may be thinking, why is that? And that's because we kind of thought there was one more, but who cares? Yeah, who at least are. two days off, whatever. Okay. Potato. Shh, well, three days off, but whatever. Potato, blah, blah, potato. Blah, blah. Um, it's it <laughs> spooky season okay, would live look, in your heart. The thing is, this, this is. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. Bum, Halloween. Dum, Halloween. Dum, 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 dum. I don't know how the rest of that song goes. That's that's the whole thing. It just does that over and, and over. Brandon, and Brandon, I would love... Okay, I feel like our family, specifically my mom, has asked me, does Thailand celebrate Halloween? And I think that's brought up some questions about the season. You know, who celebrates yeah. Halloween? What does that look like in Thailand? Yeah. And I realized we're not going to know, right, until it happens. What does Halloween look like in Thailand? Well, tell us. We'll figure it out when it happens. And it's currently, we're going to timestamp this, 6.29 p.m. Halloween night. The sun has sunk below the horizon. It is dark here. And uh, I've had a great Halloween. Brandon, will you tell us what we did to celebrate Halloween? We worked and then we went to a local establishment that we frequently frequently visit and had a couple of alcoholic beverages and now we're here but don't forget what's that while we were there three children showed up oh, with yeah. their mom and they gave us candy they gave us candy i don't think that's even a tradition here but i did it was it. great it was great loved it i had a bonbon a chocolate dark chocolate bonbon i had something wafer like a like a it was basically like a twix pretty much but like more moundy, you know, less of a perfect cylindrical kind of a shape. True. It's true. It's true. Speaking of cylindrical say shapes, welcome to the bargain den. It's your weekly source of financial advice in the form of us watching movies and then telling you whether or not you should watch the movies or should you entomb them with the most treacherous curse of all time. My name is Brandon. My name is Donna. It's November. And that means it's uh, the month after Halloween, the month before Christmas. <laughs> November. It comes between Halloween and Christmas. What else Every are you going to say about it? Every dang year. So we're watching a Thanksgiving movie, a Thanksgiving trilogy. Leading up to our new Thanksgiving tradition. Nope. Oh, yeah, that is right. It is a new Thanksgiving <laughs> It's not new. We've been doing it for a couple of years now. I mean... This will be our third year of Thanksgiving. We're not talking about that, though. We watched The Mummy, 1999's Ooh. The Mummy, starring Brendan Fraser and Rachel Weisz. 
if that's not the perfect way to bridge Halloween and Thanksgiving, I don't know what is. Don't even have a dang clue what it is. We're going to spoil this almost 23-year-old movie. You know, 24-year-old movie. Um, so if you haven't seen The Mummy or The Mummy sequels. If you haven't seen The Mummy movie, you should move on out of you here. You should make your way down to the memoriam of mummies and find somewhere else to be because we're going to spoil it unless you don't care. Spoil it. Um, all right, let's get into it. Brendan Fraser is Rick O'Connell. Rachel Weiss is Evie or Evelyn Carnahan. Did not think we ever said her last name. We've got John Hannah playing her brother, Jonathan, and that's pretty much the most of it. Except for Arnold Vosolo. Vosloo. Vosloo. Who's Emotep, the mummy. Emotep. Emotep. Yeah, the, the dang thing. There's a, a mummy back in ancient Egypt times, and he's wanted to get frisky with the pharaoh's daughter. And so the pharaoh entombs him after the pharaoh's daughter kills herself and because of their love. And Emotep is going to bring the pharaoh's daughter back to life. Before then, oh, got some sirens. We shouldn't be talking about Spooky. the mummy. Before that happens, he is entombed himself and placed upon him the worst curse ever known to man. And uh, yeah, but there's kind of a catch to this curse, and that's if Emotep is ever brought back to life, he's gonna have these crazy powers. He's gonna be like immune to and things. I, there's I, a word for this when I don't, you don't die. That's the word. Immortal. Immortal. I don't know why they went ahead and put these stipulations on the curse. I feel like they could have just left it at, you know, entombed forever. It's not like you have to put those, but they did. So cut to modern, pre-modern day, 1900s sometime. Brendan Fraser is an army man who's taken some people out to find the city of gold. And then he is attacked by a bunch of other people and taken prisoner. And then we cut to Rachel Vice's character, Evelyn. Evelyn is a librarian. Librarian? I put a V in there. Librarian who just wants to be an explorer. She's got Egyptian blood in her, but uh, her clumsy, careless brother finds an ancient artifact with a map on the inside to the city of Hemotep. Is that what it was? Hemorabi. <laughs> what was it? Amun-Ra. Amun-Ra. Wait, no, that was the book. No, no, Fuck. no. No, no, no. Amun-Ra. That was the city. Hamanoptra. Hamanoptra. That's what it was. Hamanoptra. The book of Amun-Ra is supposed to be in the city of Hamanoptra. It's That's in right. the desert somewhere. Nobody knows where it is, but they found this map and it's going to show them where. But then the owner of the library who inspects it accidentally catches it on fire. How are they going to find it? Well, this guy who's in prison Brendan has been Fraser. there. His name's Rick O'Connell. They save Rick O'Connell from being hung from the gallows, and he agrees to take them to Hamanoptra. And they go there, and they tie getting there with some Americans. Those dang Americans are after that treasure. Who open up the evil spell book, and then Evie reads from the spell book, summoning Emotep who then has to kill all the Americans to get their body parts. Yeah, the Americans opened the box filled with Emotep's organ jars or something. The point is, they're cursed, and now that Emotep has arisen, he's going to take their organs and make himself whole again. And once he is a full person again, he can never be stopped. And so they must stop him. And he wants to use Evie as a sacrifice to bring back the Pharaoh's daughter. Because, god darn it, she looks just like, oh, what's her Well, name? and she has Egyptian blood. Anaxuna Moon. That's right. So he captures all the Americans and fully regains his powers. And then Evie's like, well, Brendan... 
do your best. Save me, Rick. And so gives herself up. Rick then has to join Jonathan and saving Evie. And gall darn it, they do the dang thing. They do it. And they they take away Imhotep's immortality and kill him. And he recedes back into, I don't know, Hades or something. And everyone gets out of there. I mean, our three main characters get out of there and that's it. And uh, and they ride off in the sunset. Wow. Great. What do you think Beautiful. of this movie? Loved it. Loved it. It held up. It, it did. I was very surprised that this movie held up. This was a childhood favorite. And by childhood favorite, I mean, I probably watched it 100 times between the ages of eight and nine. So like, take that for what you will. Yeah, I think we both shared some concern that it would have some dated material. And it has a little bit, but on the whole, it has a pretty good uh, withstanding ability, I would say. Yeah, you know, Eve is not as much of a damsel in distress as I feared she would be. Yeah, she turns herself in voluntarily because she sees it as the best option. And were it not for her wherewithal, I don't think that any of the other characters in this movie would have made it. Yeah, like maybe she set off the curse, but she didn't do it alone. But she also ended the curse, but she didn't do it alone. You know, like everyone had a hand in all of it. Yeah. So let's see what some other people have to say about this dang thing. Box, 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 boxed it. Chris Plant, host of the Besties podcast, said, Nuh-uh. Yeah, he's on Letterboxd. I follow him. What of it? Tell me what Chris Plant said. He said, Brendan Fraser was a gift that Hollywood wasn't prepared to accept. Three and a half stars. <laughs> I agree. Three and a half. That's the only part I disagree with. Keep going. Dalton Stewart, friend of the show, said it's yes. the most 90s depiction of the 30s you could ever hope for. <laughs> How many stars? No stars. Just just the description. Yeah. That's a good one. Good job. David Sims gave it four stars and said, Brendan Fraser is an all-time great movie yeller. He yelled a bunch in this movie, and I agree. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? He did. Did do a good do job. Do it, lady. <laughs> That's, that, was, that was my Brendan Fraser impression. Uh, Sri, S-R-E-E, gave it three and a half stars and said, I'd like to thank Rachel Weisz for playing an integral role in my sexual awakening. Yeah, I feel like that's probably a theme for rewatches of The Mummy. Um, let's see, J.C.V. Dame gave it three and a half stars and said, my sexual orientation is the cast of this movie. Emotep could solve alone water security issues. <laughs> <laughs> I like that a lot. Yeah, okay. Uh, let's Are see. we doing more? Yeah, we're doing a bunch this episode. Okay, Nadine, let's have Nadine Hancock, three stars, said, Solid adventure comedy, good time. I was worried yes. about the horses and camels an awful lot. <laughs> 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 yeah, I think they were okay, but yeah. Okay. Uh, lastly here, uh, Macy gave it three stars, said, Bullet points. Um, let's see here. Fun. Evelyn is so cute in this. Nerdy bimbo. <laughs> And then in quotes, I'm a librarian. I love her. The action is solid. Rick is fun and charismatic and really held back by the fact that he's a member of colonist military and begins the movie by sexually assaulting Eve. That's just kind of true, yeah. Uh, let's see. Frazier has several great lines slash reactions. Funnier than I was expecting. The rival group of treasure hunters being a bunch of cowboys was delightful. Mm -hmm. The brother character sucks and doesn't do anything. You could easily cut him. No, I love his how much he sucks. It's so great. Um, wonky and wonky and pacing. A few too many redundant action scenes. Disagree. They all fucking kicked it. Um, climax is a bit is a bit weak. 
also disagree. Okay. See, this is interesting. This brings up some points for conversation. Yeah. I really enjoy Jonathan's character, and I think he's underrated in this movie. I agree. I think he, I mean, I do think he sucks. Like, I think that's a point of it. And But he doesn't totally suck. He's just cowardly. And well, there's this underlying thing in the movie where he has to start facing his fears. He's the foil for Benny. Right. Well, and the thing is, is that like, I like that he kind of sucks and he has to overcome that. And he kind of does, but he still kind of sucks. Like, I like... Well, and he also comes out the loser in the end, or at least right. net zero, you know? Like, right. he didn't help much. He didn't hurt much. And in the end, he doesn't get the girl. He doesn't get the gold. He just gets to go home. Right. I just, yeah, I like, I like that. I liked having a net zero character in this. Yeah. I thought he was fun and I thought he was funny. And mm -hmm. like in the way that he's, he's kind of a crappy person. Like, I don't know. Like I enjoyed that, that a crappy person could be on the good side and it just kind of net zeroed it out. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's a really good, I mean, from a plot perspective, just a really good way to just make plot points happen you know like uh who's gonna make this who's who's gonna figure out how to open the tomb well i don't know what if what if jonathan's just fucking around and does it on accident perfect yeah i think you and i kind of talked a little bit afterwards about just how good of a cast of characters i think all of this is some good and some bad and they're just you don't really know you're rooting for people that you didn't want to root for and you're rooting against people you wanted to and you oh my god like fucking the the american with the horrible vision yeah he, <laughs> he lives in my brain forever well maybe we can find some glasses to get a little bit of better vision as well in the clearance aisle my glasses. Oh, no. You, I found them, but they're broken. You found them, and then you're still kind of able to my look glasses. through them and see that I am, in fact, a mummy. No. But am, no. I, am I a frugal mummy? Is it a frugal movie? What are we, what are we? Let's unwrap it. We'll find oh, out. Shit. Oh. oh, shit. Oh, hey, shit, Here's Here's like our big main point. Yeah. The good guys end up with all the gold. They save the world, yeah. and they get paid big time that seems frugal to me i'll also say i think it is frugal they could have somehow managed to get like all of the gold of the city of gold or whatever but they got a sizable amount a realistic amount to probably in the 1930s set them up for life right like they're good to go and it's it's all they need but it's more than enough and uh they come out of it with really everything you could hope for that seems frugal like they took a lot of risks and they lost a lot to get there okay like we see at least one car get destroyed an entire library gets fixably fucked, but fucked nonetheless. I mean, like, there's a lot of destruction, but in the end, unlike Jonathan, we are a net positive, I think. That's where I'm at with it to begin with. Let's go from there. Got it. I think also, you know, this movie is kind of memed for being the sexual awakening for a number of people due to Brendan Fraser as well as Rachel Weisz. Uh, I think that's very frugal. I think they cast a very charismatic duo for this and, uh, you know, top hats off. Top, tops and hats off for them. Tops take, and hats off. Take your shirt off. Take it off, yeah. baby. Let's see it. We love you both. That's frugal. I think that's very frugal. Yeah. You know, also on that note, I appreciate that they're not two like blonde haired, blue eyed beauties. If that makes sense. They're definitely beautiful. Don't get me wrong. But uh, I appreciate that they could be people as well. You know, 
like uh, Brennan Fraser's kind of a, a hunk, a himbo, I've heard him referred to as for this particular role. But he's he's more than that. Just like Rachel Weisz is more than a damsel in distress or just a librarian. Very true. Very true. How about those special effects and CGI? Oh my God. Love it. Okay. It's... <laughs> It stands the test of time, not in the fact that it's like, whoa, so real, but like, it's still impressive to me all these years later that they did it at that time. Like all the crazy sand stuff, even the water stuff that looks super fake looks really cool. Like it's like, oh, it's because it's souls and shit. It's supposed to be weird. I don't know. It, it stands, I think. And so in that sense, I think no matter what they paid, that's got to be frugal because CGI has only gotten like it, it still remains expensive to do like even as it's become easier and better product it's still expensive to execute and what they managed to get has stood the test of time so i think it's frugal yeah and when you and i talked about just how like weirdly scary this is like it, it's it's really the best case scenario for fun scary that i've ever seen because all of the scenes that are upsetting or disturbing in it are just so much fun like they're just like like spooky i would hate if that happened but i'm never like oh no you know hey if you were gonna bring a plague upon the world what would your plague be uh you want to hear mine it's pretty brutal yeah tell me i would have it so that people kept drooling tiny pebbles that would be so uncomfortable so uncomfortable oh god because you you couldn't just swallow it you wouldn't want to and just like gravel coming out of your mouth everyone just spitting everywhere like yeah Little piece of gravel. Yeah. Do you got one? Get it out of there. Do you got one you want to do? Okay. Everywhere you go, the paint is always peeling. Everywhere. Ooh, peeling paint. Peeling paint. So frustrating. It's just innocuous enough that you could almost overlook it, but it's frustrating. Yeah. Do you want to hear another one that I have in in the chamber? Sure. Yeah. Another one I have. I think it would be quite a plague upon the world if every single time anybody asked how how they would like if you were in a customer service position you were going to the store or something and they were like have one you know enjoy the movie you know you're at a movie theater they're like enjoy the movie you would always without fail you always respond with you two every time you mm. can't help it it just mm. falls out of you you're like you two no. enjoy your meal you two no uh-huh, uh-huh. okay yeah yeah, do you got Brandon, I thought we were describing plagues and not reality. No, this is a plague. It's it's forced upon all of us. You got <laughs> exactly. another one? You want to do another one? So my initial thought was like, there's cats everywhere. And it's just a plague That's because there's too many, but it, it is my heaven. That's your heaven. There's too many, but I'm enjoying it yeah. until the world dies because the ecosystem's fucked. Yeah. Do you want to hear another one I have? Okay, but I'm not giving you a third. We'll we'll see about that. Everybody starts to, their skin starts to peel, but not like in a brutal way, but in the like, you get dried Elmer's glue on your skin kind of way. Like it just never ends. There's endless layers of glue. It's so satisfying to peel away, but you can't stop peeling it away. Oh no, the plague. You want to do some thrifty trivia? Thrifty trivia. Uh, apparently, Brendan Fraser almost died during the scene in which his character was hanged. Uh, Rachel Weiss uh, remembered. Hey, no, it's he. I, I don't know why. 
<laughs> he uh, stopped breathing and had to be resuscitated. I don't know if I believe that, but we'll see. What the shit? I wondered that because I was watching this time during that scene to see if there was a cut between when he drops and when they focus in on his face because it looks really fucking real um if i remember right there was a cut but not until you got close enough where it was really hard to tell if it was or was not brendan fraser like it it got really close and it looked like him i can't say for sure either way that's impressive to me and whatever they did to make that so realistic i think is frugal continue uh in one scene benny uh, is shown benny is a very distasteful character on the bad side of the good bad spectrum benny is shown with a sack full of gold which he is trying to load onto a camel benny pulls the camel by the reins but the camel doesn't budge the camels all for some reason hated kevin j o'connor who played <laughs> benny I would say not frugal, poorly trained camels. I would say frugal, using the camel's distasteful reaction to the bad character to their advantage for That's that scene true. where he can't get the camel to move. Very true. That Because like that felt so iconic, and I always thought they had to train the camel not to move for him. But the idea that the camel was just like, I don't like Benny. <laughs> I love that. With the exception of the loincloth, a few pieces of jewelry, and panties, Patricia Velasquez caught. Pardon me, Patricia Velasquez's costume consists entirely of body paint, which took four hours to apply. I would say not frugal. Should have just gotten some different clothes. That's a waste of budget right there. Four hours to apply. I wonder how. I like. I hope they got this done in one session. But I feel like that can't be possible because they have to shoot her makeup getting messed up with the arm, you know, because that's the telltale when the Pharaoh's like, who touched you? Because I can see that your makeup got smeared. Here's the deal. I'm leaning towards not frugal because you're right. There's got to be a better way than four hours of fucking makeup. But this also plays into the sexual reawakening for everybody. Well, I got a couple more that might also play into that. Um, I got three more trivia here for you. The library disaster was done in one take. Oh! <gasps> It would have taken an entire day to reshoot if a mistake had been made. I'll say frugal. They got it in one. Good job. I'll say frugal. Yeah, because it, it based on that fact, it seems like they were prepared for either way it could have gone, you know, like for for keeping the take or having to reset it and lose a day of shooting. It seems like they were prepared for that. And uh, so I think that's frugal, not only to be like, hey, this has got to go right. And if not, we lose a day like to know that, but also to actually get it get it right. I'm actually going to add a third. So three more trivia facts. Um, a white nightgown, the, pardon me, the white nightgown that Evelyn wore when the ship was attacked. Became, Who could forget? Became transparent when it got wet and had to be Obviously. digitally painted white during post-production <gasps> so that the film could be, could keep its PG-13 rating. Fuck. You're telling me. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. I want to see the original. <laughs> reach out to Rachel Weiss. Um, oh my God. Can you imagine? Sorry, I continue. I think you can. Oh, to be the person digitally painting that. Jesus. Sorry, I'll stop. <laughs> um, and according to the director, Stephen Summers, Universal phoned him the morning after the movie was released and said, we need another. Wow. So that's obviously frugal. Like we know now with hindsight that this became a series 
So obviously there was enough success to make more, which means more money, which means it's frugal. Uh, Rachel Weisz was the only one considered for the role. Frugal, got it in one. Not even going to ask you. Lastly, I can't find it. I saw it a minute ago, but uh, Leonardo DiCaprio was apparently considered before Brendan Fraser and wanted the so the role. He, he couldn't do it because he was filming the movie The Beach and wanted the role so badly that he requested The Beach be pro postponed. But the producers of The Mummy declined, even though The Beach ended up getting <gasps> delayed anyway. Oh, shit. So apparently he really wanted to play this role. And I got to say, I love Brendan Fraser in this. This is a case where I, I feel like Brendan Fraser got lucky because I think that if there was anybody that could do Rick O'Connell's character justice, it would have been Leo Dio and The Beach. You mean like besides Brendan Fraser? Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Beach was like a nothing movie. For, yeah, I was for like, me. I don't fucking know that movie. So got lucky there because. Wow. And, and I mean, he knocked out of the park. He did not like, I think that Brendan Fraser did a better job than Leo Dio could have would have could have would have done but i still think the movie would have been successful if not even more successful unfortunately because of leo dio i'll say that's frugal on leo dio's part too to like to recognize the potential for the movie and fight for it and move pieces to make it happen and then yeah just luck and things working out i mean obviously brendan fraser is very talented and this was at a point in his career where he had shown he could do this role i just um I think that that kind of works out frugal for all parties involved, except for the beach. <laughs> Not frugal for the beach, but that's a different movie. <laughs> different movie, different story. Well, we'll put a pin on whether or not this one's frugal till we can watch all three of them, like we said and alluded to. Okay, but like this one's totally veering towards frugal. All right, right well, like, go ahead and just hard. disrupt what I was saying there. You want to thank some but people? But we're going to watch all three. You want to thank some people? <laughs> Yeah, thank you so much for listening. We sure do appreciate you tuning into the podcast. And we also love when you share our episodes with your friends. You have friends that aren't us and you tell them, hey, I loved this episode. Listen to it. Thanks. And I also want to thank the Lounge Kittens for the use of their cover of Dirty Deeds and Sarah Anastasia for the use of their artwork that we use as our thumbnail. I'd also like to thank Anchor.fm for hosting our podcast. That's the website that sends our podcast to whatever platform you are currently listening to us on. And then, of course, I want to thank our bargainer. That's Jack3245. Thank you, Jack. Jack was the last person to leave us a review on iTunes podcast. It's greatly appreciated. We say your name every week. If you want to dethrone Jack and become our new bargainer, then just leave us a review on iTunes podcast or, you know, on another different platform. Just send us an email to thebargainedincast at gmail.com showing us that you did dang leave us a review. We'll read it there. We just don't have the ability to check all the different websites. So. But if you do review us on iTunes, you don't even have to email us. It's that easy. That's it's it. You're done. That easy. Thank you everybody for listening. We'll be back next week for The Mummy 2. My name is Brandon. My name is Donna. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I choked, choked on myself. the fucking like locust plague over there? Did you get yeah, one in your throat? Yeah, yeah, My name is Brandon. My name is Donna. Pinch those pennies. And stay frugal. I got a quite the deal for you here, Donna. <laughs> You're going to love this one. Okay. Would you like do you like washing clothes? No, who does? Well, isn't one of your least favorite things about washing clothes the fact that you have to do it at a certain location every time? Yeah, like at the washing machine. Yeah, well, I've got for you... Go away, honey. You're not sponsoring us. I've got for you... <laughs>
black plus deck our small portable washer washer machine with for household use portable washer 0.9 cubic feet with five cylinders transparent LED display <gasps> currently 10% off at $257.63 do you plug it in I mean yes of course you have to plug it in you, but... you plug it in and then it wash your clothes yeah, of portable you, yes of course just anywhere you frugal? have electricity yes, frugal, for $250 $257 Dollars and sixty three dollars. Frugal. One and done. If you got a lady and you want her gone, but you ain't got the guts, she keeps nagging at you. 